Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 podcast. Memphis, 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 what is up, Grizz Nation? And welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901, where we are presented to you by Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they treat you like family. I'm your host, Daniel Greer. And tonight we have a it's a dub night. So we're gonna bring in our guy Nate. What's up, man? Victory show. What's going on, man? Is this victory formation? Uh, victory formation, taking a knee. Hawks were on their knees <laughs> all night, so checks out. Yeesh. That was a fun Yeesh. game, man. Listen, for a game that was pretty much just taking care of business, I was I was mega impressed. I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, tonight was good, man. Tonight was a game that, honestly, you kind of just look at and you just go, we're lucky to have the team that we have mm-hmm. because they're a good group, and I've said this so many times, they're a good group of dudes. But they're so good from like one to 15. I don't know if you go one to 17, but dude, it, they're, they're just so good. And they're, and they're so fun because not every team that in a blowout, you're still having fun when the, when the subs come in at the four minute mark or five minute mark. And you're just like, oh my God, this is even more fun. It, it's, <laughs> it's a blast. Dude, it, it's a great team. I mean, credit to them. I really thought their depth was going to be a huge struggle this season. And, you know, it, it was at the beginning of the season, definitely a bit of a struggle, but they've gotten these rookies up to pace really, really fast. Kennedy Chandler looks like he belongs. He looks like he knows how to run an NBA offense uh, adequately, um, maybe even impressively. We have we had to see him against really stiff competition, but looked great against the Heat. Um, David Roddy looks like he really knows where he fits on an NBA scale. Aldama, yeah. of course, has been a revelation this season. They, they've just really done a great job within the whole organization of developing these guys, and it shows on nights like tonight. It was fun. It was a great time. It was. It was. Grizzlies uh, obviously get the win uh, in victory formation, so we're going to go through it. I got a new segment, okay, and I've kind of I pulled this off. Yeah, I don't know what what letters are those that you have that you're putting up. Um, it hurt to do it, though. <laughs> but the Grizzlies – uh, come out with a with a win, one twenty eight to one hundred three, and we have a new segment. I'm going to start tonight. It might suck. It might be great. It might be the best thing you've ever heard, but probably not. Uh, but I'm going to recap the games. Very nice. Nothing fancy to it. There's no music behind it. There's no melody. But I'm okay. going to start it, and I hope it's funny to you because in my head I think it's funny. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just going to give you a little bit of the game recap as we go. You ready? All right. And for, for anybody listening, this is news to me as well. So we're going to experience this in real time together. This is all real time together. All right. So the Grizzlies, 
they start the game. It was uh, well, they go nine for nine to start the game. It was beautiful. The game was going uh, pretty good, honestly. Uh, I think it was ten to seven pretty quickly. Twenty-seven points in the first. I think it was five to eight minutes um, uh, within that game, and so it was nice, nice, good start. AJ Griffin got off to a good start as well. Twelve points coming out in the first quarter. Uh, he was on fire. Two of three from deep, which is uh, which is sexy if you know I'm a Duke fan. But you know what? That's all we're going to talk about the Hawks because they suck. All right, so let's get into <laughs> our guys a little bit. Dylan Brooks, first quarter, seven points. Good quarter for him. I had his under on the points. That scared me. I had it at 19 and a half. Little did I know we were going to be scared and sweating the rest of the game. But he cashed for me. That's a guaranteed. Tyus Jones, 10 points in the first quarter. Tyus does what Tyus doesn't do. Tyus had three turnovers. A little weird. Eh, but you know what? 10 points, four assists. I'll take that with Tyus. But our guy, the Block Panther, he only had four points. But you know what other four he had? Block shots. Into the first quarter, the Grizzlies were up 35-29. And honestly, let's let us let us just keep it, keep it a buck. Do they did the kids still say keep it a buck? Or they don't know that anymore? No? Okay. Well, the Grizzlies it's, are up six. Let's keep it a bean. Um, keep it a bean now. That's a new yeah, thing. We'll, we'll keep it a bean. But yeah, Grizzlies are up six in the first quarter. And honestly, I have no other notes about the Atlanta Hawks the rest of the way. So let's keep on going with our Grizzlies. But the game is out. Like, it's done at this point. No matter what the score is, the Grizzlies are up six points at the end of the first quarter. The game's a wrap. Like, literally, you know who's going to win at the end of the first quarter, and you probably knew probably five minutes into the game. But that half, uh, Tyus is at 4-6 from deep. Beautiful game, beautiful shooting out of Tyus. 16.7 assists. Santi come up big. I think it was 10 points in the second quarter alone. 13 points at half, two of four from deep. I cashed on his two three-pointers, plus 185. Fandle, what are you thinking? Stupid. Jaron, I've already cashed on him. I, this is pretty much twice. Uh, Jaron, six blocks at the half. <laughs> Beautiful game out of him. We'll take that. Uh, and at the half, they were up by 11, 62 to 51. Uh, third quarter, we're going to get into, I have no notes because you know what it says on my notes? Third quarter. 102.76. Grizzlies are up 26 points. Who cares what happened? Let's go to the fourth <laughs> quarter and we'll kind of summarize a little bit of this. But Ty has 22 points, 11 assists. Played like a maniac. He honestly is the best backup point guard in the business right now. And you know what he ended up having turnover-wise? Three. So, yeah, he looked terrible in the first part. Loosey-goosey with the ball. He ended up no more turnovers the rest of the game. He ended up with, 30, uh, with three turnovers. So, 22 points and 11 assists. Uh, Dylan Brooks, I told you I already cashed on him, but 18 points, five rebounds, four assists. You know what Dylan was? A plus 35, ladies and gentlemen. I hate Dylan, but man, that plus number just is music to my ears. And then Jaron, Block Panther himself, 15 points, seven rebounds, eight assists. Uh, I'm sorry, eight assists. He doesn't he doesn't pass the ball. Eight blocks. Uh, that's, that's a typo for me. Uh, how many assists did he have tonight? Wow. He had two. two assists. You know what he, he did? Some. He doubled his assist numbers in the entire season tonight mm -hmm. with those two. Uh, and the Grizzlies end up with a 25-point win, 128-103. Uh, Grizz winning a job. It was beautiful. It honestly was the Block Panther party. But really, it was it was Tyus. He, he absolutely handled that game in a professional win. And the reason I say that is because – these Grizzlies can easily show up 
and they can, you know, just kind of phone it in because the, the team on the other side is not good. They don't have their players. The Grizzlies are without Desmond Bain because he's injured, but also Steven Adams rests and eh, probably an injury, uh, but also jaw probably more rest than injured. Uh, they'll be back Thursday when they take on the Bucks. but the Grizzlies win this in a 25 point win. It was beautiful. Um, so what do you have on that game? I mean, all around, just impressive. I mean, really, yeah, all around, just impressive. They shot 83% from the free throw line. Great, for especially for what we've been going through the rest of the year. 40% from three, 60% from the floor. I mean, the only blemish on the game was the offensive rebounds they gave up to the Hawks. The Hawks shot 21 <laughs> more shots than they did. Um, a lot of that's because the Hawks are missing a lot of shots, but <laughs> still they gave up a uh, 20 offensive rebounds. You can't do that. Steve-O or no Steve-O. But other than that, man, Jaron, Jaron's just a force to be reckoned with. Tyus, of yeah. course, is awesome. He, he seems to always be next level when Jaws out. Um, Dylan, I thought had a really rough first half, even though yeah. the scoring looked pretty good. I thought he made a lot of bad decisions. But credit That's to Dylan. Dylan. Well, but credit <laughs> to him in the second half. You know, he stays doing – I tweeted out he stays doing too much when Jaws out. But in the second half, he came out, he calmed down, and he played within himself the way he does when they have their full lineup. And if he would just do that all the time, they it would be great all the time. And it, to his credit, it's really only when Jaws out this year and I'd say when Dez is out, but right – They've been sort of simultaneous. So when Jaws out, Dylan starts trying to do too much. But, man, when he comes down and plays within himself, it's really good, and he did that in the second half, which I think is yeah. a step in the right direction for him to say, hey, I'm doing too much. I'm a negative for the team. So good for him for doing that. Um, like I said, I thought Roddy looked really good in pretty limited minutes. He didn't do a ton, but you don't want him to do a ton. You just want him to do well with what he has to do. Thought he yeah. did. Adama looked good. The only player that I didn't love on the floor tonight was honestly X. I just hate watching that dude get put in a pick and roll. It just kills my soul. He just gets crucified. Um, but other than that, I mean, the story's going to be Jaron. Yeah. The story's going to be Jaron. The story is Jaron. It is. It's easy. Well, it's not just the blocks, though. They So you look at the score, you say he only got up 11 shots tonight, which is second most tied for second most on the team but really not a ton. The reason he got only 11 shots tonight is because they were making a point of doubling him in the paint, and that opens up the rest of the offense. Yeah. I think the Grizzlies should do that when everybody's on the floor because the way that Dez spaces the floor from the perimeter, Jaron, by being such a freaking force in nature inside the paint, does that from the interior. All of a sudden, you yeah. can dish it out, swing, swing, open shot. And the Grizzlies got guys who knock down open shots. Right. Dez is a guy who is the shooter, the knockdown guy, yeah. the creative shot guy. But Conchar can hit shots. Roddy can hit shots. Jaron can hit shots. Jock can hit shots. I want to see more and more of that. I love it. I love what the Grizzlies did this game. Kenny Chandler, mm. <laughs> a couple of different jaw esque highlights. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about him real quick. I don't want to interrupt you too much, but, but, Kenny Chandler. I was on a tangent. I was on a tangent. I, that, it's that's fine. okay. I have to usually <laughs> shut you up. Next time, maybe I'll find a mute button. Do they have these on here? Uh, but kill Kenny of, Chandler. Kill ratings. <laughs> Kenny Chandler. Um, well, I think it was Pete and Brad and Bo talking about tonight. Is you could see so much of Tyus and Jaws' game 
within his game. And what you see is a lot of times you'll see that um, you get the pick and roll and it's the hesitation dribble, hesitation dribble, and then the out dribble, and then you get the the floater. And honestly, it's the around, around, the, the hesitation is, is completely jaw, right? Allowing Steve-O to come back through. But then that push dribble to get the to get the floater is so Tyus. Like Jaw does that a lot, but Tyus is the master at that. So it was almost like a combination. It's like they had a child. And they're like, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, let's teach you something today. And then they're both fighting over what they're teaching them. And you know what? That's what it turns out to be. Okay. And obviously, maybe we need to figure out how to teach Tyus to dunk. Because why didn't he dunk? I wanted me that off. so bad too. <laughs> Almost as bad as I wanted the Steve 03 with the clock dying down that a couple of games ago. Yeah. But the, I mean, the biggest thing for Casey is that he what he's learning from both, and it's really evident, is how to control the game and how to yeah. control the offense and what's happening around them. Again, he we've seen it against a really depleted Hawks team and against a heat team that was relatively disengaged. But that's okay. I, no, that's no, okay. I'm not trying to discount it completely. Yes, I'm just saying I would love yes, to see are. it against a team that is like, see him running a second unit in a real game that matters to both sides. I would love we to see We don't have it. to yet. Well, no, we don't have to yet. But I'm just saying, because what we'll have, and I haven't jump in the spaces after tonight's game, and I'm sure it's in there. It's people saying, yo, We've already got our backup point guard of the future locked up. This and it's like, no, but we don't need to yet. Exactly like you're no. saying. But I also yeah. don't want it to sound like, oh, well, he can go and do what Tyus is doing right now. No, he can't. He can't be as good as Tyus right now. That being said, he obviously knows how to control the game. And that means he can develop and that can translate. And it's looking like it will translate. And that's yeah. the biggest part to me is besides just the skill stuff, he was manipulating the defense, getting guys where he wanted them making great little dump-off passes. Lots of great stuff from Kenny Chandler tonight. Yeah, Kenny Chandler played 22 and a half minutes, um, 8.7 assists. I think they said they had a combined 18. Yeah, 18 assists be- between Kenny Chandler and Tyus Jones tonight, which, which is mm. amazing. To have your backup and your backup's backup come in and put up 18 <laughs> assists. Is he the assistant to the assistant general manager? Is that what it is? Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> that'll work. Yeah, we're, we're aging ourselves with that reference, but yeah, I'll take that. Uh, but yeah, tonight it was it was good. I, I do want to ask uh, some questions because, um, one, I feel like I haven't talked Grizzlies in a while because, um, I don't for whatever reason, I feel like I've been busy. So, um, so many views, but uh, so, <laughs> that is probably true. Hey, um, I did schedule. If you are a Stephen Adams fan or if you are a John Conchar fan, um, I have scheduled both interviews to happen with their uh, college coaches. They will be coming out soon. I'm not going to release both right away. That wouldn't, you know, it doesn't make sense. Um, and so what I'll probably do is more than likely release them over the Christmas holiday. So release one next week and then the one the week after. Um, it should allow us to kind of overlap a little bit of the Christmas and the New Year's uh, for those two. If I get more, which I do have something on my sleeve, um, it's something surrounding like like money, bronze money. Um, I have one possibly scheduled uh, with somebody that might be on a certain um, coin. Um, if I can, ha- if I can figure out the details of that interview, I think it's, on, I, I think it's a, uh, we're heading the right direction. We'll say, 
the relationship is being built. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't built in a, in a day. Rome was not built in a day. Neither will that relationship. In my head, I'm like, Abraham Lincoln? No, that's copper. <laughs> they just got a big win against Auburn, <laughs> that guy. All right. Uh, but he, but eventually, we will have him on Grizz 901 Podcast. And when we do, that's cool. I want to talk about Jaw's effect on the city of Memphis. That's what I want to talk about with our guy, um, the, uh, the, 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 the one cent fella. Um, but yeah, so we do have the, uh, Steven Adams, um, which is going to be Jamie Dixon. And then, uh, John Kaufman who actually met in person, uh, last week, uh, was a really cool guy. And so he's going to come on the podcast. So, uh, but yeah, something I want to talk about, and this is completely back to the Grizzlies, um, is I want to talk about what just happened. Did, did, did you lose me? I feel like my <laughs> stuff just cut out. Um, so I want to talk about David Roddy. Okay. And I don't believe David Roddy has it, but I, but I, but I do. Okay. I do. I will eat my hat. I will eat my words. 11 points tonight, just three rebounds. Okay. Not crazy. No assist. I want to see a little bit more out of him, right? Rebounding wise, being more active, but what he does. Yes, I know he does have it. I see it. But what I do want to see is a little bit of what Conchar brings a little bit to the game, and he brings a little bit of rebounding, maybe some assists, you know, knocking down some big threes, which Roddy has been doing. What he's doing is handling a lot of the defensive effort. And so let's talk about David Roddy a little bit on you. You're a huge David Roddy fan, so I don't want to take the time away from you, but uh, tell us a little bit about what you've seen with Roddy because I, I think his his defensive effort has been just amazing. Well, defensively, he's the one that's guarding SGA when Dylan's out, right? He's the one taking those assignments on. And he just, the biggest thing is he just knows where he needs to be and he's there. You know, he still has a couple of rookie moments every game where he shades off of a defender, or, uh, his assignment a little bit too much, and they hit an open three, something along those lines. And... <laughs> He's the biggest body, and he gives him the shotty because he's a hottie. I need you to tweet wow. that out so that I can retweet it, quote tweet it, and pin it because I love that tweet. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! It's not even a tweet yet, but we need—I need you to make that a tweet. Um, wow, that—that's—I mean, completely destroyed my train of thought, but it is still a classic. Um, he does a really good job of knowing where he's supposed to be and getting the job done, though. Like yeah. he just is is where he's supposed to be, which for a rookie. I think we underestimate that, right? Everyone remembers the end of last season. Zaire, Zaire yes. Yep. I, I, for some reason, people forget the beginning of last season. He, he was sucked. unplayable. He sucked. Yes. I mean, he wasn't unplayable because they played him, but he was unplayable still. They just still played him. <laughs> it was it was brutal, right? Yep. And Roddy catching up and just having the mental part of the game already down is massive, and I think it shows a lot on the defensive end because he doesn't lose his assignment not a lot the way a lot of rookies will. But the other side is he's knocking down corner threes. He's gotten his confidence there. The biggest thing is the way he drives with the ball, though. He recognizes as a rookie when he has a size advantage on these guys and knows how to go use his body and get to the rim and get mouse buckets. in the house. Dude, I mean, he just put Aaron Holiday in a torture chamber. Tonight. God. And that was no not chance. the design. He could see he was thinking about kicking it out, and he's like, 
this little boy can't, can't do nothing to me. Winning, spin move, and won. It's just really impressive, man. And when I was saying that I saw that quote unquote it that you don't see in some, that was it. That was what I was yeah. talking about. You, the it factor, you didn't have the John Morant it factor, but neither does anybody else in the league, it yeah. feels like. But does he have the factor to be a really great contributing role player on this team? Absolutely. And it's already starting to show. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I love watching him. Um, and what he does is he seems to be a smart player. And defensively, he's learning to use his feet more, uh, which is obviously a, always a bonus, always a plus. Um, but the fact that he can learn and see the mismatches, I don't need him to score. I don't need him to do anything that has to be like the sole focal point of the offense. And any way, shape, or form. If you want to go grab some random rebounds, pass the ball a few times, knock down some open threes, and play some good defense, that's it. That's all I need from him. And if he learns that role, which he is completely learning that role, he has a future on this team. Let's go to another guy. And this is something I want to kind of bring up. Um, and this is what we were talking about a little bit of Zaire um, and Black Lives Matter, you know, bang, you know, banging out two right here. When Z got hurt in that Miami game last year, that was a godsend. And it was. And the reason is, is because the game will slow down for you if you can kind of catch your breath. And a lot of times that's what rookies need is when you're involved, you're kind of you're thrown into it. And that's what the Grizzlies do a good job is this franchise, this front office, this coaching staff, they throw their guys into the deep end if they believe in them. And it's their job is to sink or swim. And a lot of times they will sink early when that's okay. What happens is, is they get a chance to, whether it's by injury, whether it's by scheduling, or whether it's just needing rest in general, they're able to get on the bench and watch game film. They watch the game from the sidelines, and they actually get to catch their breath. Okay, What that allows them to do, it allows the game to slow down because they're not involved anymore. They see what's happening on the court, and they realize this is we're going to be good. Right. We're going to be good. I've watched film and we're good. And that's what really I've seen with David Roddy a little bit. But my guy and the reason I want to ask this, I want to ask the question involving out another guy. And that's Jake Laravia. He's just not coming back from injury. Right. He just, he played tonight. He looked terrible, which is fine. That, that That's OK. Is this something that possibly Jake could benefit from as well is having some time away. And now you have a chance to say, all right, I'm good. Now the game is not so fast for me. It's slowing down. I can kind of see and fill it out, and I know my role because he has not found his role at all. I don't know what his role is besides knockdown open threes. He's still looking for his role, but does that help him out, or do you think he's still going to be lost? It's – I mean, jury's out, right? You got to give the guy a chance to come in. He's does been he get it? out for so long. He – They will He's find, odd man. He's they odd will, man out. He 100. That's what I'm getting to. He is odd man out. They will find ways to get him looks. A lot of it, and we've seen it already. You know, when they're playing Roddy over him earlier in the year, even when he was available, you know, I at least I kept saying there's something behind the scenes we don't see, right? Because yeah. Laravia looked better than Roddy to start out the season, but Roddy kept getting minutes. I'm like, there's something they see at practice with Roddy and pregame with Roddy, whatever it may be. They keep giving him minutes. That could happen with Laravia. I. Don't think being out is helpful for him, though. And the reason being, it's a little bit different than when Zaire was out last year. And that Zaire was option A, B, and C for what they were trying to do 
right, with LaRavia, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of the sentiment that it's he's going to get the minutes or Rodney's yeah. going to get the minutes or neither of them could get the minutes, right? And what we've seen while he's been out is, listen, it, I'm sure he loves the success the team's having. He loves the success Roddy's having. But at the end of the day, the way sports work, and this happened to me, I lost a position battle to my best friend in college. Everyone, sometimes you just, whether you love the guy or not, those minutes are yours or they're his, and you lose out on that. And I think for him, he's been sitting on the bench watching Roddy win those minutes. Hmm. And so I don't think, I don't think it's helpful in that way. And I don't think the game, it didn't look to me like the game mentally was way too fast for Jake before he went out. It just looked to me like he, I mean, the whole defense struggled while (laughs) when he was playing. Yeah, he's not good defensively. Brutal start to the season, but yeah, he just didn't have the feet for it. He's just a little bit slow footed, right? And if he's not knocking down shots, that's the way he's going to contribute to this team is knocking down shots because he's not a plus defensively. He's a decent rebounder, but he's not a plus rebounder. I I don't think there's much he could have gained from being out. I could be wrong. Yeah. But I think it's more of a negative for Jake than a positive. Okay. I I probably agree with that more than the other way. And I usually try not to agree with you too much, but I think I do agree with you on that factor because um, he's kind of lost his, I guess his leg up. On, you know, the competition, mm-hmm. the only leg up he had was he was the higher draft pick, um, in all honesty. And he can shoot better from deep than Roddy can. Roddy's come in and actually had a decent percentage, especially as of late. Um, I'm curious what happens because he's odd man out already. Like, he's 11 at the moment. Like, they're going to put and prioritize Zaire over him, and that is what they're supposed to do. Zaire is going to be back. Zaire is going to be better than Jake LaRavia, especially this season. Um I'm curious, with him being 11, if it would be beneficial for them to go ahead and send him down to the hustle and let him get some practice time. Uh, They do have a good schedule right now where they have two days off and then a game, two days off and a game uh, right now. But eventually, it's going to change. And so, and it's going to get into the thick of things very, very quickly around Christmas time. Uh, and I'm curious at that point if they're going to go ahead and send him down to the G League uh, because, because he's going to need some time. He's going to need time and get run. And honestly, they can they can set some people and rest some people. You rest a John Conchar throughout some games that aren't that big a deal. Not a big deal. You slide him in that role. You rest Zaire because of rest coming off of the injury. That's not a big deal. You're going to have your games. But there's going to be a lot of games where they have a DMP, and it's going to be a coach's decision why they didn't play, not because of anything else besides the coach's decision. I would, if if it was me, I would send me down to the hustle for spot games, pick some home games, spot games, let him play, and challenge him defensively, but also be a creator on the offensive end, knock down some threes, and see how it goes. And let it fly, man. There was another yeah. moment tonight. He caught one in the corner pump faked and then dribbled out you know it's a safe play but you gotta get those shots up man you you just gotta find a way to get those shots up again it's going to be the main thing he can contribute to this team and so him being able to let it fly even with the defender closing out with confidence is going to be a big deal for his nba career and i don't think that him him getting so few minutes tonight i wouldn't worry about that too much i mean he's first game back after an extended absence and you know they had a lot of guys going if he if it wasn't his first game back i'd put a little more thought into him 
getting so few minutes tonight. But yeah, I think they had no intention of playing him tonight unless it was a blowout with it him just coming back. But yeah. um, 100% agree. Send him down to the G League. Let him get some shots up. Get some get some playing time. And just even if it doesn't pan out for him this year, doesn't mean he can't find a significant role with the Grizzlies going ahead, right? We've oh, already yeah. seen that happen a lot of times. Brandon Clark, terrible sophomore season. Looked like Xavier Tillman had taken his spot. And, I mean, wow. I mean, we're at a complete 180 from that now, right? Yeah. So, But this year, I think that's pretty much Roddy's unless something goes really wrong for Roddy, like an injury. Listen, if we're at the point in this franchise, on this team, that we are championship contenders, because we are now, Okay, I did not say that in the offseason because I didn't I didn't see it. I didn't believe it. We are a a good team, right? But we didn't we didn't have whatever that championship DNA is, a team that can come together and win in half court basketball, win on the defensive end. But what Jaron is showing, what Dylan has shown, and what Ja can do offensively. And bring in everybody else. You know, you I mean you're going eight deep in the playoffs, maybe nine, depending on how. Uh, TJ thinks this really is a good championship team. But when you have the potential to have your two first round picks, not even see the floor and you have the ability to send them down to the G league, work on them and practice work on them. Any other time, you know, that you have spot minutes here and there, if you're able to get these guys and bring them on for the future, whether that is the year after or two years down the road, that is what you have to do to be a successful franchise. The Grizzlies have never, ever been in that in that predicament, ever. And so I'm excited about really what this team can do. And I think that that really, um, I, I think it's, I, man, I think it's the right direction. I think sky's the limit at this moment. If they're healthy, they're the team to beat, man. I said it a couple of weeks ago, and I just, I saw from Jaron, the right direction to be where he is and where it looks like he's going to be moving forward. He is way smarter on the defensive end. And by that, I mean, he's up all the time, right? He never brings his hands down unless it's just emasculate somebody because he already knows he's got the block. I mean, he had, I think he had five blocks before he had a foul tonight, Mm, four blocks, five blocks before he had a foul. And it is the hands up. It's the hands up. Dude, it's, and what he's doing on the defensive end obviously is great. The fact he's being smart is great. But I said it last year over and over and over again, and it, I feel like it's coming to fruition now. Him being able to dominate inside the arc and have moves, control moves, right? He's not just taking guys off the dribble. You saw him do it a, two or three different times a night. He tried, started to take a Kong Wu off the dribble, then stopped himself, and then went into an actual post game. I mean, it's a thing of freaking beauty. And if he can do that, it opens up the entire offense because there's two, maybe three guys in the league long enough to keep up with them, right? We'll yeah. see one of them Wednesday night. So that'll be a lot of fun to watch. But yeah. plus, you get Bane out there being a secondary creator. Ja, Zaire is going to come around. I mean, I, I less and less. And I'm convinced less and less each day with what I said a couple a few weeks back when I said that I think they need to trade for a veteran. Hmm. I, I still like I the veteran presence I still think is valuable. Yeah. But play wise, 
I mean, what more do you want? What more do you want? You got role guys that can just hit the three, which is the biggest thing this team needs from a play skill skill set. Yeah. Jared's awesome. Aldama's awesome. I mean, Aldama is like Kyle Anderson plus right now. He's basically slow-mo 2.0 with a three-pointer. It's you didn't have the on-ball defense, but everything else. It's just a, it's a fun team, man. It feels like a team that really has what it takes. Like it doesn't feel like a team that has to just catch the wave at the right time. It feels like a team that can go in, be themselves, and beat anybody on any given night. Yeah, it's uncharted no, I, territory, I man. It is, and it's exciting. And I usually who's the the I guess I want to say I don't like to be a pessimist, but I like to be a realist in, in a sense. And this is me being as real as possible. I look I look around the league and I see these other teams and I'm looking at this team and what they have. And I think they have enough right now. And that's weird to say. And I hate saying it because I know it's always going to come and bite me in the butt. But they have enough right now for the simple fact that they have so many little pieces. But the versatility on this team is amazing. Uh, I'm not even looking at the chat. I'm, I'm dangerous. I don't know if I want to see it. I'm definitely a pessimist. Yes. Um, no, I'm just, I'm a realist because I see that only one team win the championship a year, but I do see that this team has the potential to be a championship contender and they are now they officially are. And mainly it's because of 12. This team, I'll, I'll say this team could be Is this minus. your sexy voice. Yes. Is this your sexy? Cause I, I, I can tell because it's having that effect on you. Like there's it's a okay. lot of people like starting to come in here calm now down. with you and your sexy voice. Calm it's a little down. weird. It's a little weird. I Go ahead. To calm down. <laughs> this team, I mean, I, I, I can't believe I, I would even think of this, but yeah, I'm gonna say I think this team could win it even without Desmond Bain. Even without Desmond Bain playing, I think this team could win it with Desmond Bain. It's like I mean, I seriously, I think they are the team to beat. I think if you have Jaron play the way he is playing, I think they could win it all him and Ja being in there. Now, Desmond Bain makes them the team, in my opinion. He's the one that pushes them over the top. But you got Ja and you got Jaron and you got all the guys playing the role around them. I think I you can do it because but I well here's why I would have disagreed with myself a few weeks ago, <laughs> but I don't now. Well I would have said, okay, well if you don't have Bain but you got Ja, like what else are you gonna they're just gonna take away Ja. They're just gonna do it. They're gonna take now, away Ja. But they can't but like now, Jaron, you don't know with playoff basketball. Are they are these refs gonna take him out? That's what scares me. I don't think so. I think they let him play more in the playoffs. People are going to pull up the Kyle Anderson game, and that's what they're gonna to try to do to him every single time down the court. I'm just I'm not trying to it's be that I'm just work. telling you. That's what they're going to do. In playoff basketball, this is completely different. And let's not spend too much time on it uh, because I do think that this team, playoff basketball is totally different. Um, and so I I believe in Jaron 100%. I didn't trade him my fantasy league, okay? And I was pissed off at him two years ago. <laughs> I kept him, well, thank God. The, um, here's the reason being is because of what I saw on nights like tonight where they try and double Jaron and it opens everything up because you – you have to choose one. And I think that oh, was you, the biggest 100%. thing Bain did for Ja at the beginning of the season is if you're going to take away Ja, Bain's going to go drop 35. And if you take away Bain, Ja's going to go drop 35. Well, yeah. if you take away Ja, Jaron can go drop 35. He won't because he'll start doubling him because he's going to dominate him so much. Mm -hmm. And then it opens things up for Ja. 
if he's getting to the post, that Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be an animal, honestly. Now, and he is getting to the post, and that's what's the good thing. I also Dude, don't want to think about tonight. I don't want to think this. about life without Desmond Bain either. I don't I, that's, no, a, I, that's a nightmare I, of mine. I think so. he's the key to everything, honestly. I, I really do. And I think that's the three-headed monster that you gotta um that 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 is on this team. All right, let's get enough of that. Um, a little bit about uh, us, Grizz901. One, thank you for hanging out with us. But uh, go check out some merch we have. Uh, Nathan, have you received your merch yet? All right, I'm going to call. I told you you wouldn't, but let me call. Yeah. Uh, I'll call tomorrow. Uh, but go over to grindcdesigns.com backslash Grizz901. Uh, whatever you do, don't don't buy a hat. The only reason I say that is because they ship them all together. The hats take longer to make, whatever. So if you're just getting T-shirts, uh, yeah, that, that's the best thing to do. But anyway, Grizz901 merch uh, is at grindcdesigns.com backslash Grizz901. If you did not check out the No Bluffing podcast, shame on you. There's a giveaway in that podcast. Uh, then also with the Free Basketball Crew, they're doing another giveaway as well. Uh, and so we're trying to you know give a little bit back for everybody that's been big listeners for us. Uh, and so if you are a, uh, a listener of all of our podcasts, we're going to be making sure we're giving them away. Uh, and then probably during at some point on this Grizz deal, uh, once these two giveaways are done, we'll do another one um, for as well. So, um, all right, let's talk about the game that's upcoming. And that's going to be the Bucks. I'm going to ask you one simple question. One question. Do the Bucks scare you? I mean, I, I, you got to respect them. They're, in my opinion, the best team the best team in the league that wow. have been for a couple of years. I mean, they're awesome. Giannis is the best player in the league, which having the best player in the league automatically puts you at the top of that conversation. But scare me? No. I mean, I think that's – I don't think there's a team in the league that Grizzlies can't beat. Wow. Point blank. John and, Wick. Uh, is he uh, – is that John Wick? Dude, what, what – If is it he, is, I think he's right. I think I've seen I'd all the movies, right? John Wick. Yeah, I've seen all I the have. Movies. The, the third one was uh, <laughs> questionable. But uh, sorry, if it's a real John Wick, I didn't mean that. Sorry, it was a great movie. And um, you're dead. Yeah, uh, but, no pencils it, allowed in this house. So do you uh, do you feel good about the matchup? Because what I look at is the that's what like I, me being a nerd of basketball, like a coach's mind. I look straight to matchups. Like who is going to take on the other person? And so the first thing I look at, I think of. All right, who's guarding Giannis? Oh, F. We have our block Panther that's going to be guarding him. But it also scares me because I think he possibly could foul out because he's going uh, against Giannis. Yeah, I'm not putting Jaron on Giannis. If I'm, you if have I'm to. Who else I, are you going to put on him? I Dylan? mean, I, I, you don't want – yeah, maybe. You can't because, put Steve well, on him. But here's what you – you want Jaron to be able to roam. And if you're guarding Giannis, you can't roam. You can't leave Brooke Le Lopez out in the corner. I agree, but I think Brooke Lopez is not exactly fleet of foot, even though he can knock down shots. You can put Steve-O on Brooke Lopez because he's not going to, he's not a blow by guy. Who are you putting on Giannis in? Tyus? You want to bring Tyus up or maybe uh, Kenny Chandler? Why Let's not Dylan? Dylan is not playing against Giannis. Why not? We, we seem to guard Cat. Cat's a bad word. Agreed. Agreed, but Giannis will Dylan, take him down there and actually beat him up. But Dylan can Dylan can be physical with Giannis, and refs will let him do it because of the size advantage. No, no. I don't want Jaron guarding Giannis. I don't. 
I think I think you can put Dylan on him and it throws Giannis off. Because if Giannis barrels over Dylan, he's going to get called for charges. He and Dylan's going to be able to be physical. Dylan's too crazy to take a charge. No, he's not. And plus, you don't have to take a charge with Giannis. You know why? Because he's a six foot eleven freak of nature who is strong as a freaking ox. So he'll just run over Dylan. And listen, if it, if if he's running over Dylan and Dylan's not going to get any kind of offensive foul calls, then that changes everything. But yeah, I have no problem with Dylan Garden Giannis to start out that game. Yeah. Well, I think I do. I, I think what I would do if it was me, I would put. Um... Dylan on Drew Holiday, which I, th- I believe will be playing. Uh, they do have a game Tuesday, which is tomorrow, uh, against the Golden State Warriors, who suck now, and I am loving it. Um, <laughs> but I think Easy. you're going to have Dylan on Holiday because he is a creator, and I think you're going to have to have Jaron onto Giannis, which I think, as long as he stays in front of him, uh, really that's all you have to do. You don't have to get creative with him. Like He's going to get his points. That's fine, but you just don't want to. you don't want to hurt yourself in the meantime, and then you put Steven, you know, Steven Adams outside on Brooke Lopez. As long as he can stand there, it does take him out of the rebounding. So that's something to look at. If you are a uh, person that bets on the game, be careful with the Steven Adams rebounds because they're going to move him out. If he is guarding Brooke Lopez, he'll be moved out to the corner and won't have as many opportunities. What's up? Dylan on Giannis. Jaron on Middleton. Middleton's not playing. He's hurt. I thought he was back. He was back, played six minutes, and uh, he rolled his ankle. Oh, did he really? Yeah, so I think he's out still. I hate that. Well, then, I don't know. Whoever's playing instead of Middleton. (laughs) It might. It honestly might be Bobby Portis. Wesley Matthews, Iron Man. Put him on Bobby Portis. You remember the Iron Man days of Wesley Matthews? No. Dude, he was fun to watch. Wesley Matthews. I know who Wes Matthews is, but... Yeah. All right, man. Look it up. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Um, real, real quick, uh, we're going to get out here in a few minutes. Uh, we still have some stuff we want to talk about, but uh, but want to give our presenting sponsor, Zach Jaworski State Farm. Uh, make sure you go check them out. They are my provider and my insurance provider, so I swear by these guys. Um, and so they're good people. Um, I'm not looking at the chat. It's just so dangerous. I can't see the chat when I'm doing this other stuff. Uh, but make sure you go give them a uh, give them a call at 901-459-4227 at Zach Z A C H Zach Insures Memphis.com. That's Zach Jaworski State Farm, 901-459-4227. Make sure you let them know the Grizz 901 guys sent you. All right. I'm not yes. laughing at the chat, by the way. Oh, I thought you were. I'm, You're laughing at me. No, I I'm just remind want to remind the audience if he'll insure Daniel, he'll insure anyone. Zach Jaworski yeah. State Farm. Give him a call. All right. So I do want to talk about this because this was my question on the No Bluff podcast. Uh, I had the question for the guys to answer, and it was TJ for Coach of the Year. Okay, so I'm going to ask you the same thing. And so thank you for uh, bringing this up, Black Lives Matter, who is a OG for us here. He was robbed last year, I agree. Who could they give it to over Taylor this year? Willie Green. Okay, so if he is... First place, and the let's say the Grizzlies are in second. Does it does it do enough for Willie Green to give him coach of the year over Taylor Jenkins? If the Pelicans finish ahead of the Grizzlies? Yes. Yeah. If the Pelicans finish first, Willie Green will win coach of the year. No it's matter whoever, 
Yeah, I think no matter what. Because wow. that's a team that went from being, I mean, clawed their way into the playoffs last year, but no one really thought they deserved to be there, to really giving the Suns a run for their money. I mean, that team did not look good last year, found their way into the playoffs, played the Suns really, really well, and then could end up finishing one seed. I think whoever finishes ahead of the other one will win coach of the year. I think if the Grizzlies finish ahead of the Pelicans, they'll win it. And I think if the Pelicans finish ahead of the Grizzlies, Willie Green will win it. Because I don't they're not gonna give it to Monty again no. if the Suns are up there. Uh what's his face in Denver? What's his name? I can't remember off the top of my head. Um yes. Mike Malone. Yeah, Malone. Malone, um, that's, is that post? That's his dad, right? Yeah, yeah, can't you tell the family resemblance? Um, yeah, I, I don't think it went. I don't think Denver will be up there. Denver's always like the perennial four or five seed, <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. Joe um, Missoula over, um, and uh, that's what Jesse said over in Boston. No, that, that team's so loaded with talent. I mean, they were in the finals last year. It's but if they are the really number one impressive. team. If they're the it's, number one team, then it's it's hard not to overlook a number one team. The problem is, like, the Grizzlies, they played so great last year. They did so much more than they were supposed to do. This year, the same thing. Everybody picks them to be, you know, six to ten. And then the now they're back again around the second. It'll be the same thing as Monty, though, where everybody be like, Jenkins got robbed last year when he had that team cooking. They he they deserves to get it this year. It's going to be like a 2022 award given to him in 2023, the same was it was of Monty if the Grizzlies finish one seed, two seed. I mean, I think for him to have yeah, it in the they, bag, if they finish it, one seed, then he deserves it for this season. I'm talking I about. Agree. I agree. If he for some reason doesn't have like the number one team, oh, well, uh, that's my thing. Is because if you if you have the number one seed, you should get you should get the award just in itself, right? Not not just – I'm just saying, if you weren't right, supposed to be there, if all works out. I think the Grizzlies could finish as a tight – in a tight race two seed, and he still win it. But if he gets – if the Grizzlies get the one seed he has in the bag, I think it's going to come down to – Prop Missoula will be in the conversation, and yeah. then it'll be Willie Green, Taylor Jenkins. Well, I'm not I worried about – Green or Jenkins wins it. I'm honestly not worried about Willie Green. The, the I, In my opinion, the Pelicans are frauds. Like, they, they are not a good team. Like Zion has played well, uh, but I don't think that I don't I don't think they're very good. I think they are the Minnesota Vikings. Let's just I'm just gonna call it call really? it spade spade. I think they're the Minnesota Vikings. I think they're good, but I don't think they're great. I think that they have a decent team, uh, but I, I think that they could easily be a team that finishes in the top five. I just don't see it. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it at all with them. Um, I could see them being as a very good candidate for a first-round exit team. I will say I was unimpressed by the wins over Phoenix. I think if you're on the topic of frauds, Phoenix is the biggest fraud in the West. Phoenix is frauds. Unmoved by Phoenix. Yeah, I agree. All right, so uh, let's give uh, some predictions. If you got any predictions, go ahead and give us two in the chat. Uh, Appreciate you hanging out with us. We won't be here much, much longer. but let's go ahead and hit on the the Bucks, and I I believe I don't know what uh, what Thursday looks like for you. Thursday I think is is pretty good, so we might do this again on Thursday night if everybody's listening and wants to uh, come back. We usually try to go. We give spaces, so if you are a uh, a fan of the spaces, 
Uh, if you want to check out what uh, Grizzlies fans are talking about right after the game, make sure you go over to at Spaces Grizzlies uh, and go check out the Grindhouse Grizzlies Spaces over there. Uh, EJ and his crew, they always do a good job. But we usually come and open this about 30 minutes after. Give them some time, but also if you want to come hang out with us a little bit later, it gives me a chance to get some things uh, together, but also uh, make sure I can put my kids to bed, which is always a bonus, just in case those hellions are still awake. Um, <laughs> but I think we're going to do another show on Thursday. Uh, so I don't want to go too far in advance, but we're going to go ahead and go with the Bucks and the Thunder. Give me your predictions on these games. I think you're going to have a lot of Ja Giannis back and forth. I think it's a big Ja game. I think it's a big Giannis game. Um, I think whichever team finishes leads and rebounds and assists and points will probably win. <laughs> I do think whoever wins the rebounding battle, whoever um, scores the most points, they're whoever probably scores the most win. points is probably going to have yeah. the advantage. But I, I do think whoever wins a rebounding battle will have the advantage. I think that's going to be a big one. You have two teams that are really big, really thrive on the boards. So, or I think the Bucks thrive on the boards. I actually have not looked at it in the past couple of weeks. I but um, I would assume they do with Giannis and Brooke. But um, whoever wins on the boards will win. And I think Jaron, X-Factor, again, I think Jaron's going to be the X-Factor for this team basically forever. If Jaron plays well, the team's going to play well. So, um Adams will lock Giannis up I, I'm not sure Adams is fleet of foot enough to lock up Giannis but I expect to see uh stars doing star stuff I think it'll be a fun one I'll be a fun game and Dylan will play some hardcore defense on Giannis those are my predictions okay um win loss I think it's a win I think they sweep the home stretch they're they are cooking right now man cooking I know it's been against subpar competition but listen, they are winning professionally against teams. I have not once thought they were going to lose a game on this winning streak. Not once that I think the game's mm. out of their control. Even against the Heat, I was like, this is the Grizzlies game to lose. Yeah, They've got this in, in hand. Why not? Why not keep it going, man? Team of destiny. And the funny thing is, yeah, the funny thing is with this is they're getting guys rest that normally don't get rest. So they're getting healthy. In the same time, they're actually, they're on a long win streak, which is great. Uh, what I want to make sure that doesn't happen, and obviously you can't predict it. You don't know how the schedule is going to you know roll out, what injuries might happen, um, and get too far in advance thinking about it. But I think that you have to make sure that after a your first loss, after this home, whatever this streak ends, okay, it cannot be – you cannot double up your losses, okay? Because a lot of times what happens with these long winning streaks, you give back a couple after you, after you get your first loss, you give back a couple, and then you eventually pick up a win. Then you go 500. That's usually how it always goes. They have to make sure that they have to turn it up even more after a loss for the simple fact that you can't let it continue. And at that point, you're going 500. It's NBA basketball. You're fine. But the fact is they got to make sure that they don't start piling up losses just because they feel comfortable. I don't know why you think the streak has to end personally, <laughs> Daniel. I mean, what are they 18 and nine? Why not finish 73 and nine? My guy, I, like you're, you're such a Debbie downer. <laughs> you're such an idiot. Um, <laughs> I won't argue that. So I think that the, uh, I think the Grizzlies, I think the Grizzlies actually do 
sweep this homestand. And I think that they end up beating the Bucks. I think they match up well with them without Middleton. I think that's very beneficial for them because they can slide Dylan over to uh, Drew Holiday and allows Ja to go play on Grayson Allen. If you want to, that's fine. Go hang out with him. Don't let him trip you. Uh, and then make sure you have uh, a guy like Jaron, who I think can be very good against a guy like Giannis. And so we're going to see who's the best. So uh, let's do uh, let's do something fun real quick. My prediction wins. No giveaway. I'll be the Grinch. Your prediction wins. I'll buy a shirt for the people. Prediction. Uh, okay. You think Dylan Brooks plays Giannis? I think it's Jaron Jackson Jr. matches up with him. Okay. Deal? Deal. I don't Deal. even remember what you said, but I'll take it because I think I'm right. You said Dylan Brooks was going to match up and you and yeah, Black yeah. Lives Matter. You know what? So Black Lives Matter, I buy you a shirt, a Grizz on one shirt. If Dylan comes out on Giannis for the majority of the game or early on, however we want to predict it. But if it's Jaron Jackson Jr. playing on Giannis, I'm not buying you a shirt. Keeping it for myself. Deal? Okay. That's Deal. Cool. All right. Anything else you got, Nate? Uh, got a lot of good stuff we got with the team today. Talked about some things we're going to be releasing article-wise for Grizz Leads. So just keep a lookout for that. You know, we've been giving out recaps every week. We have another one coming out tomorrow or Wednesday. Game finished a little bit later tonight. So definitely be looking out for those. But we got a lot more stuff than recaps. We got things on draft picks coming out. We've got things that, again, talked about biomechanics, which I'm barely smart enough to even say that word. but the guy writing it has a background in medicine. It's going to be really good stuff. I've already read a good bit of it. So a lot of fun stuff coming out on Jaron, Ja, and everyone in between. So keep a lookout for all the Grizzly articles. We'll tweet them out from the Grizzly account, and we'll be sure to get it from our personal ones as well. Yeah, team does a good job. Make sure you go check out everything they have. Um, I saw a lot of the, the titles that are going to be coming out. There are a lot <laughs> related around. Uh, Christmas. Uh, and so that's always fun. Uh, but it, it's, it, yeah, very, very good stuff. But yeah, go check out any of the articles that we have and make sure you check us out. We'll be here uh, Thursday night. Uh, whether I'm here or not, I'm, I'm pretty sure my schedule is open. I'm actually doing interviews that day uh, during the day, but I think that night I should be good. So um, if I, I don't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have any other things that come up in, uh, for this, but we'll be back here Thursday night. Uh, kind of make sure we give you a little post game. What, what? I get to go to a Grizzlies home game this year, the 27th. I will be at a Grizzlies home game. So if anybody's there, DM me. I'd love to meet up with anybody, say hi, but super excited. I didn't think I was going to get to one this year. So 27th, I think they played the Suns. So ought to be a fun one too. Excited. 27th, eh? Yep, Suns. Nice. Mm -hmm. Tuesday night. Cool. Um, All right, that's all we have. Uh, Anything else you have? That's it. All right, cool. Let's have a let's have a good week. Be nice and tell your friends.